Hi, and welcome to another episode of IC Data People. We're here with Dr. Saurabh Mishra, who is the founder and CEO of Tayo AI, as well as a fellow at the Brookings Institution and the Bank of International Settlements. Prior to his current roles, Saurabh was the director of the Stanford AI Index, a lecturer at several universities, and an economist at both the World Bank and the IMF. Saurabh, welcome to IC Data People. Evan, thank you for having me, and uh, thank you to both of you for all your contributions to the data community. So it's great to have you here. I, it, in, our, in my introduction, I left out uh, uh, more than a few of your accomplishments, mostly for the sake of time here, but uh, suffice it to say, you are one of the world's leading experts on the intersection between economics and AI. Given this background in, in economics and in artificial intelligence, what drove you to start a company focused on the infrastructure industry? Thanks for that question, Evan. Um, a lot of my career started uh, early days uh, in Washington, D.C. at the World Bank and IMF. Uh, and what inspired me to study uh, AI in those early days was really the vast, versatile amount of data around micro and macro uh, issues that remain. Uh, how do you synthesize that? Uh, and I tried uh, uh, to help some of the institutions um, uh, make a difference using data and AI at scale. Um, uh, but this is over 10 years ago when I learned and discovered uh, opportunities and challenges associated with AI. And one of the uh, real world issues that all of this data and AI issues relate to is how we build um, cities, countries, which is public infrastructure, as well as public procurement, how governments spend money. Uh, the exposure to some of those topics uh, gave me a very unique vantage point uh, to think about uh, these issues and um, you know, further study uh, during my PhD in fields of AI, as well as intersection of uh, how do you apply it to these large engineering project settings. Um, it's a highly interdisciplinary field, so I guess I was very passionate about how do you you know, combine issues that are related to structural reliability, engineering, but also economics, finance, uh, social issues and development. So, and I don't know if you are aware, but, you know, infrastructure industry, um, which is bridges, roads, schools uh, that are built uh, all around our world, um, it, it is one of the largest industries in the world, but is also perhaps the most inefficient and riskiest. Uh, it has a huge impact on how uh, societies uh, work and function. Um, so the, the opportunity to transform how these very important decisions are made uh, is, of course, very inspiring and enticing. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, th that has been one of the guiding factors uh, is how do you apply data and AI to solve complex real-world issues. Um, you touched uh, this point quite in the end. It's how you solve real-world uh, issues. And we've seen in the last, I think, since November, a, a huge change in the AI industry. So my question is, what, what do you think AI is actually making the most significant difference in people's lives today? You know, within our field, uh, the most perhaps surprising thing is how very important decisions uh, don't have uh, a lot of data supporting those decision making. Um, and even with all these rapid changes that we have going on today, there are pockets of pretty large industries where baseline information still remains missing, actually. 
which is leading to suboptimal decisions for companies, but also for society, I think. So, um, you know, one example might be, you can think of the real estate industry, right? Um, it took a couple of decades to transform the real estate industry, right? Now, if when you, you know when housing construction starts, how do you apply for mortgages online, um, you know, uh, various uh, nuances with the multiple listing services, right? Uh, which is powering various um, real estate uh, companies. Uh, but what's different in our industry, right? Uh, these are um, multi-billion dollar projects. Uh, and with the most inefficient industry, it's uh, McKinsey estimated that there's $10 trillion or so spent on this industry, but uh, uh, there's 20% inefficiency in the industry. So the lack of data and early stage intelligence in terms of who are the partners would you like to work with, who, where are projects happening? Uh, more importantly, where should projects actually be developed to address um, issues, for example, of uh, inclusiveness within a city or a country? Um, these are very important issues for long-term prosperity, uh, but also macroeconomic consequences. Uh, I remember the Three Gorges Dam project in China um, uh, could have potentially bankrupted the nation at that point of time uh, if it uh, wasn't managed properly. So, but what's very interesting and, and given your interest and expertise, it's really about fundamental data, fundamental data quality um, uh, to power those intelligence, uh, uh, intelligence systems uh, to subsequently impact human decision-making. Um, I know you understand the AI and data market quite uh, deeply, and I, I wonder what are the most exciting AI and data innovations happening right now that uh, you've seen and are most excited about? Well, you know, it's, it's so funny. Uh, we think uh, with colleagues, we uh, took some of the data for the largest um, models uh, over the last decade or two and look at the computational capacity, right? That was required to run the AlphaGo to various other models. And what was uh, fascinating that we already started seeing that, well, the computational capacity for the top models was following an exponential trend up till 2012, but post 2012, it was even faster than exponential. And, and, and maybe in simpler terms, uh, from my own experience over the decades studying the topic, Changes used to happen at a pace of, uh, um, you know, maybe a couple months or a couple of months. Whereas today, it's just impossible to keep up because uh, there are uh, so many changes, innovations, uh, uh, and discernment about what do you trust uh, more so, uh, and what uh, how the tech stack landscape, right, uh, integrations are also evolving so fast. So. The pace of change is drastically f fast, but you know what fascinates me most, Omri, I would say, would be um, this topic called uncertainty quantification. I would say uh, because I think that's still the holy grail has always been, and really thinking of uncertainty quantification from the perspective of sourcing the data, what are potential deficiencies, right? How you are enriching, standardizing this to feed and train models, and subsequently your output, right? What is uncertainty in that? Uh, and there's a whole complex uh, human computer interaction and systems of how uh, we actually make decisions, right? Using the information and subsequent spillovers to 
um, organizational and societal context. Uh, but uncertainty um, is ever more important. And I'm, I'm actually quite excited to see how that field within AI further evolves. All right, Saurabh, I, I'm going to turn this around a little bit and, uh, and get you to talk a little bit about what, what you do day to day, um, because um, full disclosure to our audience, I am an advisor to Saurabh's company, Tayo AI, and, and I've seen the evolution in your technology stack over the last couple of years. And uh, you, you clearly mastered the art of data collection, and data is what underpins this, this rapid acceleration in AI development. Um, you, you've mastered that art of data collection to build the largest infrastructure data set in the world. But in doing that, you've obviously faced an enormous number of obstacles, not only in collecting that data, but in organizing it. And so I'd love to hear about what obstacles you faced, how has AI played a role in, in collecting, storing, organizing, delivering that data, um, and really what, what that process has been like with the rapid evolution of technology in the last couple of years. It's a very dynamic and evolving field. And gentlemen, as you are in depth um, in this same field, I think you deal with this uh, all the time. So I'd love to get your uh, thoughts on this as well. Uh, you know, one of the cool things that uh, we're proud of is this proprietary data mesh that we have developed. Uh, and within that, the software ecosystem and the combination of how you can on-code human curation uh, systematically in that software ecosystem to build your ETL pipelines, and AI can be embedded in those processes uh, of how you are standardizing the information, enriching the data. How could you do that computationally more efficiently at scale to enrich and standardize the data? So there's a whole host of uh, Python packages, functions um, and uh, innovative stacks that uh, we've been developing within that. But what I think is most exciting, right, in the context of the industry that we work with, and something that you could relate to more generally, right, that there's always some very simple things like, uh, and there are very general things such as spatial temporal context, uh, which is very important. So how do you look at space and time for any data set so you know it's you know a certain city state country and it is in the exact same format um, you have timestamp to join data across that massive scale uh, so you need to have timestamp organized i mean this these seem quite rudimentary issues uh but uh streamlining of various of these processes um in a computationally efficient manner with from the ingestion part of sourcing the data, you know, we try to use GPT and various other things to increase our efficiency. Um, but we're working with such highly sensitive, high-risk scenario cases, such sensitive decisions that um, the reliability and quality of the information, the sourcing of it is so important to our clients. We cannot trust uh, a lot of um, um, uh, some of those technologies in that process. Nevertheless, we, we do use various uh, um, large language models and other aspects at the moment largely to ensure quality, reliability, and standardize information. Uh, and, and how we're treating infrastructure as a code, uh, a software service mesh where um, 
through domain knowledge, interacting with these uh, our data products through its life cycle, have complete observability, monitoring ability. These are things uh, you know which I think are, are probably most unique. There is a lot of automation, but particularly AI, I think, has been, as I said, being used a lot more in terms of quality, reliability, enrichment uh, of the info information uh, at the moment. So, Saurabh, I guess we'll we'll wrap up with one last question. You've talked a little bit about the the, the intersection between economics and AI, the the acceleration in the pace of of AI development. As you think about the next five years in the data world, the artificial intelligence world, what do you expect the biggest changes to be? Prognosticate out five years for us. Tell us, tell us what the world looks like. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question in, in terms of ideas for possible use cases, right? Um, and my hope here is that a lot of AI systems that are being built um, from an engineering standpoint, from, from a technical standpoint, from uh, various technology stacks point of view, there is a lot of very exciting technical things. Uh, but I'm very excited uh, of how we start using uh, AI and data to really solve complex real world challenges, right? Fix a broken world and fix our broken society. Um, so how do we start doing that? And there's a couple of use cases that are coming to my mind, which I think could be invaluable for your listeners in the broader community. Um, one would be, I'd love to see how data and AI are gonna help us better understand where funds are flowing, basically. Um, and from truly micro and a macro perspective, right? Uh, which is, um, you could look at from the corporate, right? Uh, and asset management perspective, um, uh, but also there's various government spending, right? And, and uh, uh, how can we better hold governments, right? Accountable and, and uh, even create data commons uh, to better understand um, that investments are paid off for where public money is being spent. People are served better uh, through this um, technology uh, and, and we start eliminating or at least reducing some of these suboptimal outcomes. I mean, listen, these are not esoteric philosophical debates anymore, right? It's a very real question because it, it's a way to use AI to invest dollars wisely, improve the quality of lives and improve, improve outcomes of society. I think a lot of the root of uh, these subjects that we study have some foundations in cognitive uh, basis, uh, levels of cognition as we human beings think about it and perhaps even beyond. But there's that intersection of human-centric ways and human values, right? Um, because we're human beings who are building these AI systems uh, and the outcomes and outputs. Uh, so I'm less worried about AI, maybe let's just say that. I'm more worried about human beings and, and maybe we could build a positive reinforcement mechanism through AI and data to um, help build a better society. On that wonderful vision, uh, we will say thank you so much, Saurabh, for joining us on IC Data People. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Omri. Thank you.